Hello, my name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew, the show that is dedicated entirely to helping you solve every problem in your life through discovering who you really are. I am your host. My name is Domini Drew, and this is my baby. This is my space where I get to teach the things that I have learned and become aware of over the last 20 years, and honestly, more. I've been in sort of formal training for this type of work awareness work, consciousness work for nearly 20 years, but I was really interested in the realms of the, you know, sort of beyond the physical before that as well, psychic realms and, you know, just kind of learning the cool things that the the body and the the mind can do when you push their their boundaries a little bit or when you are willing to leave the safety of the three-dimensional world around you. But this really is about fixing the 3D problems, you know? A lot of this show has been dedicated to dating right? And relationships. But it's always the same work, right? Dating and relationships is a really important part of people's lives, whether you've been married for ages or you've never been married, no interest. Either way, you have relationships everywhere in your life, right? You have relationships with the people who hand you your groceries. You have relationships with the people that you do business with, right? And most importantly, you have a relationship with yourself that quite often in life goes unexamined, Increasingly, people are beginning to examine it, which is great. And it's not that it should or shouldn't. It's that this is really the art of learning how to be happy. Okay, despite being at a time in history when we have all of our needs met, right, more profoundly than they've ever been met, people are really quite unhappy. I don't know for sure whether we can say that they're more happy or they're less happy than they used to be, whatever used to be even means, because there are so many factors and it depends on which level you're really looking. But it is important to know that the things that we are doing to make ourselves happy are clearly not working. And that's what I want to focus on today. I live in Monaco now, surrounded by extraordinary wealth and a very low level of satisfaction, at least from what I've seen so far. I've only been here for a few months. But I'm noticing the people around me um, very outwardly focused a lot of times, focused on wealth, focused on what wealth can buy. And wealth can buy some really cool shit. Right? There are some phenomenal cars that drive around here, phenomenal yachts, The boats are incredible, the helicopters, the planes, the clothes, the jewelry, the fashion, the arm candy, right? And there's nothing wrong with any of that. 
to be perfectly honest, all those things are great. The problem stems, if there is in fact a problem, from trying to adjust in our happiness through achieving something outward. Now, with the example of Monaco and everybody driving around in Ferraris, it's quite easy to see, but look at it within your own life as well. Oh, when I get that next job, when I change jobs, then I'll be happy. Well, if I can just fix my marriage, then I'll be happy. If I could just find a partner, then I'll be happy. If I could just close that next business deal. And in this way, we close ourselves off to actual happiness. Okay, happiness is found in the present moment. Finished, done, period. Okay, there's no alternative to that. It cannot exist anywhere else because nothing else actually exists. It's impossible. The present moment is all that we have. That's not a <laughs> that's not a Hallmark card. That's not a, a quote you see on the back of your tea bags. <laughs> That is fact, right? We live as though the past and the future were alive. And that is the source of a huge part of our suffering. Huge amount. Now, today I want to talk about how to start to shift that, okay? It's interesting because I just did an interview actually on someone's podcast where it was literally called from looking good to feeling good, right? How to redefine success. And that's really what it's about for me, right? Everything's great outside. Look at my facade, it's beautiful. You know, maybe you're very successful. You're a successful athlete. You're a successful actor. You're at the top of your game. People want to be you, maybe. People want to live your life. People live vicariously through you. Cool. And then in those quieter moments when you're alone with yourself, what is your experience like? How do you feel about yourself? in the low times, in the high times. Because that relationship there, that is the place from where everything else stems. Everything stems from what happens inside you in the present moment. So why does everybody make such a big fuss about the present moment, right? You see people spending their entire lives seeking, spending their entire lives looking inward. For what? But what is it that's in the present moment that is not anywhere else? Why the big focus on it? Well, a few different reasons. One we've touched on, which is nothing else exists. If you want to face reality, and many people don't, 
<laughs> then a lot of the things you spend your time stressing over don't actually exist. They are not real. They are not actually here. And that is highly relevant because as soon as you are out of what actually exists in reality, you're in delusion, right? You're up in your thoughts, which seem very convincing and which seem very much to have meaning, right? This life seems to be full of meaning. Your problems seem to be full of meaning. And it's important to know that that meaning is put there by you. Why is that so relevant? Because when you put meaning on things, you're creating attachment. It's really important that I close this next deal. And from your perspective, it is really important that you close that next deal. You need money and it's going to establish your relationship with da 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 And then next time they'll have more trust. Like, it's not that your life is illogical. You can still do all of those things. But when you do them with attachment, then you're stressing out about whether or not you get that job, that next deal, whether or not you close it, okay? You're putting a lot of life force, energy, worry, anxiety, even, you know, excitement, pumped up, forcing current, whatever your relationship is with that next deal. You're expending a lot for something which does not yet exist. It might exist or it might not. You can decide in this moment that you want to prepare to make it likely to exist, but that's a decision about the moment. I want to prep for that deal. I'm really excited about that. Okay, when you come out from that perspective, there's joy and excitement, not worry and stress about fear of the future. When you are out in the future, you tend to feel anxiety. When I say you're out in the future, what I mean is simply focusing there. You're worried about something which hasn't happened. So it literally doesn't exist. That deal does not exist. You're picturing it in your mind and it feels like it exists, but it does not. You are being delusional. Fact. It's okay. Lots of people are delusional. <laughs> you can imagine, right? How many, how often the anxious feel that they need to control the future. Talk about things which are utterly futile. To control the future doesn't even exist, let alone you think you have control over it. That deal will close or it will not. Now, can you prepare for the deal to close? Can you give it its best shot to close? Absolutely. You can work your ass off. The question is, from where are you working your ass off? Is it from a place of excitement? Is it from a place of joy, authenticity? Or are you working your ass off to avoid what you are afraid is going to happen. Make no mistake, I'm not saying 
to let go of the past and future, simply focus on the present. Your life should be you lying in fields, looking at flowers and clouds in the sky. Although, I don't know if you've ever spent a full day doing that, but it's fucking great. Okay, you can still run a high-powered company. I run a successful company, and I do it completely from the present moment, completely from authenticity. Almost never do I step out of that space anymore because now I have the choice. I can consciously be in that place or not, and once you have the choice, you rarely choose stress and worry, especially when you see that it doesn't actually help you. Okay, those of you who focus a lot on the future, who struggle with anxiety and stress, do you think that you could achieve the same without the stress? Right? If you're familiar with anxiety, you probably know that it doesn't actually help you. The story in your head is quick, go faster, because otherwise you'll be too slow and you won't make the deadline. But actually, by tensing up that much, by having that much cortisol running through your system, you're actually less efficient. You're less grounded, focused, calm than if you were simply very calm and focused. That is the word there, focused. It's not like you're stressing and over the top or you're totally lackadaisical and eh, whatever, you know, totally relaxed. Those are two extremes. Your optimum is closer to the middle. It'll be right around the middle. That'll be your ideal balance where your system works the best in a way that is healthy for you, in a way that is effective for your business, for getting shit done, and you will thrive and blossom, not only financially, but in yourself, in your body. You will feel good. You will have more energy naturally. All of these things come from simply being in balance with your body. That happens by coming into the present moment, being authentic. Okay? Now, I say that very simply as if that's quite an easy thing to do. In reality, it is, but it does not look like an easy thing to do to many. Right? Oh, sure, I'll just be authentic. No, yeah, you're right. Okay, not only do most people not even know how to get there, although coming into the present moment, breathing into your body, how do I feel right now? What do I want to do right now authentically? Start asking yourself that question and that will begin to shift how you see things. And it might take a minute, right? A minute being hmm, a few days or a week to get out of this habit because for all the years you've been alive, you've done things differently. You've told your feelings they don't matter, maybe. Well, I mean, of course I don't want to work. I mean, I guess I don't want to work today, but I have to work. So shut up, part of me that doesn't want to work. Sure, sure. And sometimes that might be the case, but probably not as often as you're making it. What if instead you could rearrange your business, your career, such that when your body said it didn't want to work, you could actually not work? It's a different way of doing things, guys. It's not better or worse. It is different. And it, it is more evolved, I will say. To come from a place of authenticity, especially in a, a high-powered business, right? Yes, you may need to restructure some things. Yes, it may feel as though you're letting go of things that work and that may seem foolish. However, it's a way of stepping into flow. First of all, let's examine, does in fact the way you're doing things now really work? It might make you money. Is it making you happy? 
Are you healthy, thriving, right? Is it working on every level of your being? How are your personal relationships? Are you fulfilled? How's your sex life? Is it stellar? Is it in fact working for you? Is it working for every part of you? You make the decision to go left and left makes you a lot of money. Does left also make you happy? Do you enjoy going left? Because potentially turning right might also make you a lot of money. You see what I mean? Right? A job in, let's say, the old template where things are a lot more linear and you have to go in from nine to five because the people in the office need to see your face. And you, know, you have very good reasons and your father and your grandfather had very good reasons for doing things that the way they were doing. And to shift into a more authentic life, you might be like, well, I don't know, I would just be out on my boat all the time. I would be at the yacht club. Okay, interesting, great. What if you were to try that and shift your life a little bit in that way? And turns out you're at the yacht club and you end up meeting somebody else, which leads to a future collaboration, which leads to a merger and acquisition, which leads to da 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 and turns out you made another couple billion for the company on that deal. What I want to emphasize here is that there is not only one way to do things. There is not only one way to be successful. There is not only one way to be happy. Okay? And so the stories that you tell yourself in your head, and they are convincing, by the way, they don't seem like stories. They seem like absolute reality. That's how this reality is shaped. Convincingly. (laughs) And so... What's important then, and it takes guts to do it, is to begin to examine what is actually authentic for you. If we see authenticity as your optimum, okay, spiritually, physically, emotionally, chemically, mentally, psychologically, energetically, you have all of these levels in your human system. and Your authentic state is the one in which all of them are fulfilled as much as possible. It is your optimum. That's what authentic means. Okay. What's the benefit of learning to set boundaries in your family? Well, because when you're going left and you actually don't want to go left, that pulls from you, that takes from you, it takes a toll. Okay. So it's not like we're just being authentic, like the sort of, new agey, oh, you know, you want to feel good about yourself. It's like, this is truly your entire human system, which by the way, wants the same thing you want, but it wants the same thing you actually want, not what you think you want. It's your system telling you which direction to go to achieve that. That's why authenticity is so important. It's your inner guidance system. It's telling you what you want to do. Not because you're fucking lazy. That's the story you're putting around what feels authentic to you in the moment. If you don't want to work today, it's like, well, yeah, of course, nobody wants to work. Well, that's not true at all. Lots of people love to work. I love to work. Do it all the time. Okay? See how in that little example there, you're one of those people that goes to work at an office every day and let's say you don't really like it. One day you wake up, your body does not want to go or maybe even every morning your body does not want to go. But then you dismiss that feeling and you label it as being lazy, right? So being lazy there, you're labeling 
you're putting a story, oh, I don't want to go to work. That means I'm lazy. Okay, you're drawing a conclusion there. Or you dismiss it by saying, nobody wants to go to the office in the morning. Now you're projecting on everyone else to justify how you are telling yourself no. You are justifying how you are telling yourself no. Simply because you're fucking scared. That's the truth. You're scared of what might happen if you don't go to work today, if you actually let yourself be who you want to be, if you let yourself stop being who you think you want to be. All right, that dropped in very effortlessly for me as I was in the middle of that sentence earlier. Who you think you want to be may not be who you actually want to be. Talk about things that take guts. You have to face the unknown in order to give yourself space to actually even see what it is that you want, who you want to be. What if you did it in small ways to start? The things you eat, maybe. The things you read. Little feelings as you're driving on your way to work. What do your feelings have to say? If you were to give them a little bit more room than you usually give them, what would they say? Give them a little bit more space. Okay? Your feelings are in reality. They are here and real in the present moment. Thoughts, not so much. Thoughts are usually out in the future or behind in the past. Your feelings are authentic here in the moment. You don't have to follow them, listen to them, do what they say necessarily. That might be too big of a step for you. But listen to them first. You don't have to listen to them. I mean, you don't have to act on them just yet. But try just listening to them, just giving them space to have their voice because they are intentional. They are you. You are your feelings. Your feelings are you talking to you. So to dismiss them does not serve you. It's not like feelings are for people who have time and space for feelings. Everybody has feelings. Some people prioritize them more than other people prioritize them. So, what are you willing to do? Can you give yourself just a little bit of room to be who you actually are, to even ask, who am I actually? This is the art of authenticity. It's about considering the possibility that you might be working really hard to maintain something that you don't really want. An image, a company, a life. Maybe you run a high-powered company and you'd be happier in a hut on the beach in South America. You're never forced to follow your desires. Here you are, living a life that perhaps is not what you truly desire. 
You're never forced to. The invitation, though, is to ask the question, what do you really want? Who are you really? So next time you go in, you go to get a coffee and something happens in the coffee shop and you have a response, notice your response. Notice if you shut down your response or if you allow it. What do you say yes to in your life and what do you say no to? This is incredibly important on many levels, right? It could be a boundaries thing. What do you say yes to? What do you say no to? It could be a focus thing. What do you say yes to? What do you say no to? And it can be a relationship with self thing. If you feel tears come up, do you shut them down? Tell them they're stupid. Tell yourself you're stupid for having them. When you want to do something that's a big step for you, do you shut yourself down? Tell yourself you're not good enough. When you have the desire to move out of the boardroom and go get a hut on the beach, do you tell yourself that's silly or you'll do it in another 10 years? Have you considered that you can run a pretty big company from a hut on the beach? When you tell yourself these things, you shut down the option such that you don't even know anymore. You can't possibly know what's possible for you when you tell yourself what's possible for you. Well, I can't just leave the boardroom. The company wouldn't run. Well, maybe, but maybe not. All of this richness is found in your responses and reactions in the present moment. The extent to which you are willing to dive into the present moment is the extent to which you will access and discover your authentic self. Notice when you are in your thoughts, come out of them. They are almost always useless. I'm talking 98% here, folks. Very few thoughts are required throughout the day, maybe five. And you have probably a billion. So when you notice that out in the future, stuck in the past, come back to the present moment. How? Bring your awareness to your body. There is a breathing exercise that I have on YouTube that you can follow. And it just shows you how to, a little way of coming into your body. Okay, to examine, to discover what's actually there. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know what my internal reactions are. Great, this is how you find out. Follow the breathing exercise. It's free on YouTube, okay? On my channel. So you bring your awareness down to your body and the breath is a great way of doing that and keep it there until the thought's quiet. Okay, in the beginning, it might take a couple of minutes. Give yourself a few minutes. Do it in the car. Just bring your awareness. Just ask, well, what's happening in my hips right now? 
Did you feel your awareness go to your hips when I asked? It's automatic. It's just your focus. Don't overcomplicate it. Just bring your focus down and really focus on your hips. What really is happening? Is the left the same as the right? Is the front the same as the back? Are you comfortable checking in there? Do you often check in there? Is it easy to check in there? Right? You're just examining, just sort of like palpating, just sort of poking and prodding the present moment, looking at it from different angles. In that way, you're practicing being present. Okay? Don't worry so much about trying to quiet your mind, like in a meditation type of way, because as you focus on quieting the mind, your focus is on the mind, which can feed it and make it hard to shut up. So instead, just bring your awareness to your body. That's the way around the entire thing. It does the exact same thing. It brings you out of your head. It quiets the mind. Okay. The key in the point of meditation is when you notice a thought to let it go and to come back to the body, the present moment, right? You don't want to engage that thought and follow it down the rabbit hole. You want to allow them to pass by like you're sitting in that field and the clouds are just passing by. Okay, just let them go. You don't try and grab them and hold them. You simply allow them to pass. Same thing with the thoughts. So that's the purpose of meditation. And in this exercise with the body, for me, it's even clearer. I have much better luck with this with clients than in assigning more traditional meditation exercises. This is the way to do it. It brings you right into the present moment. Don't be attached to anything that is not here, right? Whether it's theoretical or it's past or it's future. And instead, simply allow yourself to be. And as you do this, you will find that 98% of your struggles, of your depression, of your anxiety, of your worry, of your need to control, of your fear, falls in one easy step. Practice this and send me a note. You can reach out to me on Facebook. Send me an email, hello at dominitru.com. Send me a note and tell me what your experiences have been. And have fun. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.